Hello everyone! Welcome back to the Construction Approach to Animal Welfare and Training Podcast. We are your host, I am Masa. Hi everybody, and I'm Sean. We hope that you are cuddled up with your animal companions and ready for this exciting episode. Before we begin, we have a couple of announcements. This July, we will be hosting the second annual CALC conference. This is an international five day virtual conference with two amazing keynote speakers, Dr. Jesus Rosales Ruiz and Dr. TV Joe Lane. At this conference, we want to explore solving behavioral challenges such as aggression, fear, and hyperactive behaviors through constructional programs. So, Dr. Rosales Ruiz will be presenting the newly revised constructional aggression treatment procedure that consists of just eight steps. And Dr. TV Jolane will be presenting how we can make sure our interaction and training is genuinely positive and leading to better animal welfare. Yeah, that's right, everybody. So, please come join us at cout.com. Forward slash 2021 conference for more information on our upcoming conference.、Um, there you can find all of the abstracts, the schedule, and pretty much everything you need to know. And also, you can register at,、um, at that link. Right. And then, if you cannot attend the conference due to the time difference, the time zone, and your schedule, we also have video on demand option where you can enjoy all of the presentation for three months after the conference. Yeah. And we also we really want to reach out and say thank you to everyone out there that's doing hard work in animal、right. shelters, zoos, and also veterinary clinics. And then a student who is learning about、mm-hmm. you know, behavior analysis and animal training. So we offer 50% off of the conference registration and video on demand for those people. That's right. So please go to the link cout.com forward slash 2021 conference to learn how to register. Yeah, please do. And we look forward to connecting with you all there and continuing this journey to learn about the constructional approach and all its awesome applications to animal welfare and training. Yeah. And so, today's episode, we will be providing another update on our dog, Chew, and our separation anxiety program. So, I think these are going to probably become like my favorite types of. Episodes to keep doing on this podcast. Yeah.、Um, I, I just kind of I really enjoy talking about Chew. Me too. <laughs> and, and I think kind of going through our journey and our challenges that you know we had to overcome with Chew along the way, I think for some people, hopefully it can be helpful and maybe give some ideas or suggestions that that might help you guys out, you know, that might be out there listening and thinking, wow, I got a dog just like Chew. <laughs>、um, and, and so at this point, I think it's been about seven months. That's right. Yeah. Since the first update on Chu.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about a couple of different things with them. I think we've mentioned leash walking, you know, challenges with Chu. We've、right. talked about them.、Um, and the big one, though, that I really want to focus on today is really the separation anxiety problem. That's right. And,、um, you know, Chu, if, if you guys didn't hear that episode where we went back on it,、um, You know, he, he really was getting, his behavior was getting pretty extreme when we would leave.、Um, I even have videotape where I was hiding on the balcony that's got a sliding glass door that separates our living room from this balcony. 
And Masa would put on her shoes and go out the front door. And not two to three seconds would go by, and she would immediately start pulling shoes off the shoe yeah. rack, um, grabbing the remote controls, uh, you know, attacking peepers, going right into that routine that we had described to everybody in the previous episode. Yeah. And, um, and it was noisy as well. We, we got complaints, you know, from our neighbors, and it was, a, it was a genuine issue, a genuine problem that we needed to solve. Right. And um, in the first episode where we went through that, um, we started with the affection loop. Affection loop, right. right. And then we really start from mm. very, like a one second of hands off, and then immediately go back to chill. And then building that loop really slowly to make sure that he's having successful and then, you know, making a small step, using a small steps. Yeah. 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 That's exactly how it went. And, you know, literally that microsecond of just hands off the hands back on is really the kind of cool thing that I kind of want to shed light on and make sure that we emphasize throughout this episode because, you know, that, that just short microsecond hands off of him is really where our journey begins to making it to where we can be gone long enough to be gone for a work day, you know, where we can be gone for five, six hours at a time and expect you to remain calm. Right. And so that microsecond, you know, moving to that journey, it it requires, like Masa was mentioning just now, several small steps along the way. Right. And we want to really make sure that we're taking really small steps, especially at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Because for a lot of dogs out there, you know, they may not have a repertoire of even remaining calm, you know, for three seconds with your hands off of them. Right. Right? Yeah, they're (laughs) like, what's going on? I have to do some other behavior like this to get your hands come to me? They (laughs) will start figuring out, even though that's like three seconds. Yeah. For them, it's long. And, And so it just helps to start building that history of remaining calm and or the human, you know, mm-hmm. coming back to the dog. And so we start with just that one second, you know, hands off and hands back on and we pet them. And we build that duration of our hands off. And we actually start there at first. We we like as a general rule of thumb when we're shaping these new behaviors that we like to get that behavior maintained for some amount of time, for some duration, like five seconds or so, depending on what it is we're doing. Mm-hmm. And and start there before we add in a new criteria, like being further away or making some new movement of some kind. Yeah, so at this point, you are bending with two. And what, yeah. you're, what you're really doing is taking your hands, you know, one or two inches away, and then one second coming back and then pet for several seconds. And then do you go back to the same distance, but like remain the hands off for maybe two seconds yeah. and then immediately return to, to chew. So yeah. we are only increasing the, the duration, mm-hmm. not the distance. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, you know, a lot of folks out there, you might have some bad knees or yeah, have trouble, right. you know, bending down really far. You might have a really teeny tiny dog. Mm. Um, if this is the case for you guys, um, I recommend doing it, you know, starting your affection loop in the doorway, but maybe like keep a little footstool or something right there next to you. That way you can be sitting down and, you know, running your affection loop where you're also comfortable and and being able to get the training done. That's a great idea. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I would like a footstool. I got a busted knee. So, you know, having a place to set up shop over there, I'd I'd get a lot more work done. (laughs) (laughs) But um, fortunately, we actually did our work with Chu. And and I really like, Masa, that you actually just painted the picture for everybody on, on what it actually looked like in our video. Yeah. 
And um, for those of you guys that are on our Patreon page, we'll um, upload some of the video and some of the training of, of what we're actually talking about here. Yep. And, and so, like Masa said, I was on the floor, and I was just increasing that duration that my hands were off, where I would start with that microsecond, then two seconds, then four seconds, then five seconds, and I would just get that on where I would be petting them for five seconds, take my hands off for five seconds, mm-hmm. pet them for five, take them off for five. Yeah. And after several successful repetitions of this, like three or four, I started to then stand up. Right. That's a build, that's a that's an increase of distance from the perspective of dog. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a it's a big movement change, especially right. if you got a teeny tiny puppy and you know, you're almost six feet tall, you know, it's a big big growth change. Right. Right <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So when you stand back up, you will immediately go back because you just suddenly changed the environment mm-hmm. and then you want to always keep the dog doing the same behavior. With you, he was just laying you know, tummy side up. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, and the reason why Chu was doing that actually brings us back to starting our affection loop. I, I've totally forgot to say this at the very beginning of the show, but a prerequisite for a dog to start the affection loop is that you've already completed the yeah. interaction guidelines and your dog, it can sit there with you or lie down with you for at least 30 seconds while receiving your affection. Right. At that point, we start up this affection loop. It also is a big component in setting up our dogs for success. That's right. Because they're already engaged in that target behavior that we're looking for, just being cool and calm. And so we start from there and start changing the environment in this way where we start with our hands off for real short periods of time, and now we're standing up and moving back down. And what Masa just described is, you know, where the plyometrics come come involved (laughs) in our training here. Uh, It's you know, you'll find yourself coming up, bending back down, yeah. doing that a few times. And then our next steps are really, really small steps backwards towards the door. And we want to be kind of thoughtful of how our dogs typically respond to the to the sounds that are involved with opening and closing our door. Mm-hmm. And and so for our door, we, we've got a door that has a deadbolt and it also has a little... Chain. You know, a little yeah, thin chain thing yeah. that, that hangs there on the door. And these things might make noises, and even the, the door handle itself. You know, they might make noises that might get the dog excited. Right. So we want to make sure that we program for those things in our shaping steps when we're thinking about what our steps are going to be before we actually start our training. Mm-hmm. And so start thinking about that. I'm going to step backwards towards the door. I'm going to jiggle the knob. I'm going to mess with the lock um, and then go back to them. Right, right. And um, and from here, once when I had covered, you know, the sounds that the door is making is when you and I finally made our first step towards leaving the house, right. which is walking over and opening up the door. Yep. Just opening up the door. Yep. Yep. And it's at this point, too, that we have to start thinking about what our routine looks like when we're actually leaving. What are the things that we do? Because oftentimes, some things that we do kind of trigger to our dogs, you know, that we're going to leave. Right. And and, and in fact, sometimes for for how long we're going to leave, like like uh, peepers when we get a piece of luggage out i know (laughs) yeah they are so keen on that kind of thing that's very clever and and that's why you guys will notice in the video that we're doing um with chew in this moment we're actually running through all of the same routines that we do 
um, when we're leaving, we right. we actually like grab our car keys. Like I put on a baseball cap and mm-hmm. like slide on my shoes. And, and then we said, we said, be good. Yeah, be good. Yeah. Love you guys. Pat yeah. them on the head and, and walk out the door. Right. And so you want to make sure to include all of those same things in your task analysis, inside your list of steps for training before you start beginning. That way you make sure that all of these important things are included. Right. Otherwise, we might do all of this training and then we get to our doorknob and we go to open it and it makes a noise and then our dog goes bananas and all of our training was for naught. Yeah, yeah. We want to make sure that our training is, is something that we the dog is successful at in the everyday Right. And, and to yeah. do that, we have to make sure that right. we include those everyday conditions. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And so on our um, last podcast episode where we talked about this, um, just to kind of bring us back up to speed um, where we left off there, um, we had finally gotten to the point where you and I, Masa, we were going out the door. And, and I think in that video, we might have because uh, I know we went through like two minutes and we went through five minutes. I yeah, think I think got, it was five minutes. Yeah, that was, was a really minutes. like longest we could yeah. we could leave them. And and one note before we kind of pick up and jump into the to to the fun new stuff that we're going to get into on where we're at now. Um, you know, one thing is that at this point where you're now you know building up longer amounts of time, you know where you're now getting to you know two minutes, five mm-hmm. minutes. You want to make sure that you don't just keep, you know, moving linearly down that path where two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 15 minutes. You want to avoid that. Um, You know, progressing in that way might not teach maybe what what it is that we want to teach. We really want to build the dog's history, getting, you know, a real interval schedule, you know, getting experience to like that gambler's, you know, schedule of reinforcement. And so once when you're getting up to two and five minutes, really start varying that amount of time, you know, 30 seconds, maybe you just step out, step back in, mm-hmm. then, then maybe the next time you're out for a minute and 30 seconds and you come back and next time it's five minutes. And, and that kind of gets to where you and I were at. So a- after the video where we were out, out of the house for like five minutes, you and I started trying to extend and vary that amount of time with just daily things yeah. that, that we would do. You and I would just like leave and like go to the mailbox. Right. Yeah. And that was like maybe like 10 minutes or right. 15 minutes. And then we were checking on our little webcam that <laughs> like first uh, Peeper and Chew were kind of looking at the door, but eventually really they would start laying down on the couch. Yeah. Very common. They start sleeping. Mm-hmm. And when we saw that, wow, you know. Yeah. And, and that's actually something that I want to come back to real quick that um, is kind of like a reminder from our previous episode um, on separation anxiety is that what we're coming back for, you know, can be a wide range of things. Um, at first, when we were taking our hands off of our dog and starting our affection loop really small, we wanted them to stay there with us. But at the point where, you know, we're shaping up, you know, past a minute or even 30 seconds to a minute, five minutes, 10 minutes at this point, we want to actually come back for anything that they might be doing that's like walking around the house, sniffing, drinking some water, looking out the window. Yeah. You know, like like you were just saying on on the Sleep. camera, yeah, yeah. like uh, yeah, sleeping together sleeping on the couch together, yeah. And, and so it's a really wide range, a, a huge response class of things that that we're going to consider acceptable to pet when we return. Right. Really, the things that would bring us immediately back because 
um, keep in mind that that we don't remove we don't remove the consequences ever, you know, for the even the problem behavior. Right. right. And so, if we had noticed or heard that there was barking or or you know coming back after peepers or any of that kind of stuff, ripping up our shoes. We would also come back immediately right. for that, right. but then we would just shave down the steps a couple right. of times and then start over, get get you going successful again and move past that point. Yeah, and then we come back because we don't want him to escalate that behavior, and then we don't want to have that history of him going right. back, going back to that that state of yeah, excitement, going bananas all over the right. house again. Right. right. Yeah, and then that is telling us that this is too much for him. This this criteria is too high for him. So exactly. we have to make sure that we are lowering the criteria in the next very next trial to That's make right. sure that he's successful. That's right. Yeah. And this is where we really started to notice some really interesting new behaviors coming up um, between Peepers and Chew whenever we were gone. Amazing one. You know, it, it when at first, when you guys are watching the video later, you'll see it. Like, Chu was literally attacking Peepers, and Peepers was trying to hide under the table to get away from him. Right. Um, it, it was awful so just to, to watch. Yeah, yeah, so hard to see. And when we come home, Peeper was panting. Yeah, like, Peeper would be exhausted yeah. and hurting and aching. He's an older fella. Yeah. So, you know, Peeper shouldn't be... You know, getting messed with like that. Nope, nope. <laughs> and, and so that was an immediate problem. That's why we don't actually even have a lot of footage of that because when we saw it, we like immediately yeah. started doing something about this. Right. Um, but so the interaction went from that to, you know, just them being like cool across the living room, right. you know, with each other. Right. You know, Peepers would be on the couch and, you know, Chew would be on the floor. And if Chew got on the couch, <laughs> Peepers would go sit over by the door. That's right. And, and so they were together and there was peace, but... There was distance between them. Yeah, right. There was yeah. a wide distance between Right. Sometimes I only see Chew in the camera. Yeah, that's right. We yeah. would actually typically only see like one of them in the camera. At right. The time. Yeah. Right. And but something crazy happened. You know, after we started getting these longer amounts of time, we would check in and like they would be lying next to each other. They'd be butt to butt or, you know, resting their heads on the same blanket or on the same pillow. Um, and, you know, we had to leave recently. You know, we started seeing Chu behaving really well, but we had never been away from home probably for longer than an hour and one a half a, One or hour so. or a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just for like maybe a, like a shopping trip out somewhere. Right. But... We, we had to make our, our um, schedule to get our, uh, our COVID vaccination. That's right. That was a big day for us and then big day for them because we had to drive to Orlando. Right. And then that That's whole a long trip. Yeah, that whole trip, even though we were very trying to get really fast, took five hours. Yeah. And as we were checking in, though, the whole time, you know, they were just resting together, relaxed, being cool, looking out the window for a minute, laying down. And just hanging out, doing their thing, drinking some food, eating right, some water. Right. And it made that whole experience that was actually somewhat stressful, you right. know, because it was just complicated, the whole process of, you know, getting there and everything that, right. you know, being able to at least look down and see our babies, you know, behaving and being cool and calm and just enjoying each other's company while mom and dad are gone. Right. It really made the whole thing so much yeah. easier. I remember when we came home, we thanked them for for us being vaccinated. Because <laughs> right. if they started to, if people get, started to struggle and it's unsuccessful, we will immediately return, yeah, <laughs> right? Absolutely, we yeah. would have gotten out of line. <laughs> right, right. And head back into town. Right. But, but that didn't have to happen at all. There was absolutely no indication that 
that Chew was stressed at all or that, that they even perhaps noticed we were gone. And they just kind of <laughs> yeah. did the same things yeah. they always do. Right. And a repeat of this, you know, happened a few weeks later. We we had to make another trip into Orlando. Mm -hmm. And that one took a little bit, like around six, six hours. hours. Yeah. And we had the same thing, you know, this repeat of really amazing, really awesome behavior. Right. And over these times that they were left together, you could really see like their bond strengthen over it. Um, like we mentioned, you know, they, they didn't like each other and then they were just keeping distant, but staying peaceful. And then we were just mentioning that they were getting close, but we even started to see times <clears throat> where we would check in and peepers would be like getting out of his spot to go lay down under the table with Chu or yes. to go get closer to Chu. Yes. And, and so it was really an awesome shift, you know, seeing these guys, you know, really start to bond and get close and really kind of become brothers as you know, yeah. you and I like to talk about it. It was so amazing to see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now it's really amazing. Um, you know, where we really did have, by all means, like what I think anybody would label as a hyperactive dog. When you watch the original videos, not just when he was left alone, but when he was even home with us. Um, he was yeah. really, I, I used to call him the orange tornado. <laughs> um, you know, he was really jumping all over the place, all over us, all over peepers, biting a lot, like, like play nipping, biting, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, he was really destructive. Um, you know, it, 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 it's crazy the shift because he's one of the calmest dogs, you know, you'll probably ever meet inside of our house right now. We're, right, we're still ironing out <laughs> some problems outside. Um, we'll have probably our next update on that. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, right now, by all means, inside the house, he's one of the calmest, most loving, cuddly, sweet, perfect dogs you'll probably ever interact with. Right. And then Peeper really enjoy too. Yeah. That, and, yeah. That's most a big of all, indicator. Yeah. Yep. Most of all, Peepers really loves him at this point, it seems. Right. Um, but I, I also just wanted to touch base on one really cool other thing. You know, I, I wanted to make sure that we talked about, you know, shed light on how this, you know, just hands off of the dog and hands back on can be stretched out into this huge routine of leaving your house and maybe going to work for six hours yeah. or, you know, coming back or going out and doing something all day um, and not having to worry about a dog that was once, you know, being real destructive and, you know, causing some issues um, that's now, no, now, you know, being calm and being cool. But um, we also did this recently with, with a common problem that a lot of people experience, which is nail grinding. Yeah. And um, we're running short on today's episode, so I just kind of want to talk about it briefly that we were able to actually recently take that same affection loop, just hands off for a moment, and extend it out to where our hands would come off and we would touch a nail grinder and bring it back to him. And we had to do this, by the way, because Chu got kicked out of Petco's grooming salon because he, he wouldn't sit still long enough for right. them to, you know, trim his nails. <laughs> he didn't bite or scratch anybody yeah. or anything like that, but, yeah. but he just wasn't going to make, he went, that wasn't going to happen. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> so they, they said no. And, and we ended up trying to train it ourselves. And, and we did actually try and warm him up for it before we took him. Like we were, you know, touching his paws, holding his feet, you know, running our fingers in between his, his little toes and things like that. Um, but still he, he didn't want to have it with the groomers and we can't blame him. He, you know, he didn't know, he doesn't them. know what to yeah, do. Exactly. He was a puppy. He yeah. is a puppy. Yeah. And, and so anyways, we, we started this same loop where our hands were coming off and just touching the grinder, bringing it back, turning it on, putting it down, coming back and petting him, and repeating this affection loop to the point where we could actually grind his nails. 
And it's gotten to the point that he's so calm and it's so <laughs> maybe maybe meaningless. Maybe it's not <laughs> meaningless and it's a good thing and this is just how he does it now. But <clears throat> the shoe's a little different and he sleeps on his back, like tummy side <laughs> up. And that's actually like a real ideal position for like doing his nail grinding because right. when he's hanging his, his little paws like in like this like baby deer position, I like to call it. <laughs> His nails and, and feet are like pointed in a way that's like really easy <laughs> to, you. To, to to grind. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> they're, they're right there, just kind of hanging suspended in the air, and you can go to town on them. And and, and Chu, I know he's not actually sleeping, but he seems like he is. He's yeah. just sitting there sleeping, or sitting there in tongues, hanging out the side of his face, and just sitting there. Let me take care of his toes. I'm I'm hoping maybe it actually feels good. Maybe yeah. a little bit like him going to the salon or something like that. <laughs> Um, but, but he, um, the, the cool thing is, is that, that, that same calm behavior, that same really cool behavior, um, that starts with just your hands coming off, you know, we've extended it to like six hours leaving the house and also now to, to solving this nail grinding situation. And, um, you know, this too, for all of you guys that are on our Patreon, we'll upload the video too of, um, of the, of the nail grinding right. treatment that we did. <clears throat> and, um. It's just amazing stuff to see, you know, and, and it's all of this stuff too, by the way, the training was really quick. The nail grinding, um, I think less that, than 10 minutes, right? I have to say, I think I, I, knew was, it, no, I would say, I would say it was within one episode of Modern Family. <laughs> <laughs> it had to have been, yeah, yeah. because you can hear Half it. of them, <laughs> half of the episode. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, but it's, it's a cool process just to watch and 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 something cool if you guys out there are kind of having some trouble with that kind of a thing um it might also give you some ideas on on uh, you know setting up a procedure right. in a similar way that that might help out you guys and your pets out there um so we'll get that uploaded on our patreon page and i hope you guys all enjoy, enjoy that out there yes this marks the end of today's episode Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy this super special Chew series. Please make sure to visit cout.com forward slash 2021 conference to learn more about the program of the second annual Cout conference and to register. I want to emphasize that constructional approach to animal welfare and training is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And all of the profit from this conference will be used to fund free programs to support shelters in Central Florida. So attending to this conference will not only be fun and full of incredible information for you and your animal companions, but it will also serve to support animals that are in need in shelter finding their new forever home. So please visit cout.com forward slash 2021 conference. We are looking forward to meeting you at the conference. Lastly, we will upload the separation anxiety and nail grinding chew video to our Patreon page. Thank you to all of our amazing Patreon supporters. If you are not already one of our Patreon supporters, you can become one by visiting patreon.com forward slash C-A-A-W-T. If you like our show, please subscribe to our podcast or share it with your friend. 
and feel free to get more information or reach out to us on our website calt.com or our Facebook page Construction Approach to Animal Welfare and Training or email us at caawtcontact at gmail.com and we also open up an Instagram account that is npo underbar caawt please come to lots of we have lots of social media so please come to one of those to check us out thank you so much today we are your host i am masa and i am sean have a wonderful day with your amazing animal companions <laughs>